a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Here. Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are Paul. Is it's in my hand, Paul. Fan effect. Tonight, tonight, it all began tonight. I saw you on the whirlwind Today, a classic musical gets a new Steven Spielberg twist. West Side Story hitting theaters today, but is it worth the watch? We've got Andy Farnsworth here in studio of KSL News Radio, KSL's Fan Effect Podcast. I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts. We're over here swaying as we listen to that, right? It's, it's some of the best music oh. ever written, right? It's oh. a, a remake of one of the most beloved musicals of all time. Wow. Not just recently, it's the headliner this week. The original version of West Side Story, full of memorable songs and based on Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, won 10 of the 11 Academy Awards for which it was nominated 60 years ago. So legendary director Steven Spielberg had a pretty big task ahead when he decided to fulfill a childhood dream and remake the movie, likely knowing he'd have to answer questions like, why are you doing this? Are you going to update it? Who are you going to cast? Also, why are you doing this? But let me put some minds at ease that might be worried. You can tell as you watch it that he took extreme care to do this right. West Side Story, if perhaps you're unfamiliar, is based on Romeo and Juliet, as I mentioned, and about two ill-fated youngsters from different backgrounds who fall in love. The movie is set in late 1950s New York City and tells the tale of two rival gangs, the Jets and the Sharks, who are battling each other for turf on Manhattan's Upper West Side, hence the title West Side Story. The Jets, led by a guy named Riff, decide to challenge the Sharks to one final battle for all all the turf, but Riff wants help from former leader Tony, who's trying to live the straight life after a short stint in prison. Riff talks Tony into going to a dance where they intend to set the terms of the fight with the Sharks, but while he's there, Tony spies a beautiful girl named Maria, and the two fall for each other immediately. Problem is, Maria's the younger sister of Sharks leader Bernardo. So Tony and Maria try to navigate having in a relationship in secret while all of their closest friends and relatives prepare for a violent battle that the two of them hope to find a way to prevent. And that can only be a happy ending, right? I really like this movie. And the more I thought about it afterward, the more I liked it. The music and the cinematography were beautiful. The casting was spot on. Ansel Elgort from Baby Driver is Tony. And newcomer Rachel Zegler, who's going to be Snow White in an upcoming movie, she plays Maria. But what I liked best maybe was the way they brought back Rita Moreno. She won an Oscar in the first West Side Story movie. And she plays a key role in this one. And I just love how they used her in the film. Now, just a couple of things, a heads up, though. West Side Story is rated PG-13 for violence, language, and content. And the runtime is over two and a half hours. So those who are huge fans of the original 1961 movie will also notice several differences in this version. Spielberg said all the choices he made for his movie were based on West Side Story Broadway musical, not the original movie. 
And this may seem a little strange to mention, but it is worth reminding, the actual title of Shakespeare's play is The Tragedy of Romeo and Juliet. For those of you that like happy Hollywood endings to love stories, just remember that it's a tragedy for a reason. But wow, West Side Story is an emotional and beautiful remake of a classic film. I recommend it to anyone. It's playing only in theaters and not available on any streaming services just yet. Now, up next, something that families and fans of Charlie Brown and the Peanuts gang will love. It's a new Peanuts holiday special. Now, lest you think we're talking about another remake of a classic piece of pop culture, no. Peanuts has already got what's considered generally the greatest Christmas TV special of all time. Plus, they got classics already for Halloween and Thanksgiving. So this time, the makers decided to move to the next holiday on the calendar, New Year's. It's called Snoopy Presents for Auld Lang Syne. After Lucy and Linus's family have a disappointing Christmas because Grandma can't visit, Lucy resolves to throw herself the best New Year's Eve party ever for the whole Peanuts crew. Meanwhile, Charlie Brown is struggling to accomplish just one of his resolutions from the previous year before the current year ends. Anybody else feel like that? <laughs> Lucy, who's not used to disappointment in her life, finds herself in need of advice from Charlie Brown instead of the other way around. Who it might surprise you to know, Charlie Brown has had a significant amount of experience with disappointment in his own life. I know, shocking. So there's some fun little tweaks to the normal way things happen in the Peanuts world. Plus, all of Snoopy's quirky siblings show up for the holidays and they create crazy, fun, and wordless mayhem. I gotta say, Apple has done an amazing job creating new content for Charlie Brown and company. And this one is no exception. Snoopy Presents for Auld Lang Syne is rated TVG. And it's only 40 minutes long. It's streaming online, but only at Apple TV+. Finally, there's another new Christmas movie. We're going to have one of these every week. It's out on the Peacock <laughs> service that you might want to check out. Are you a fan of the Real Housewives franchises on Bravo? Oh, crickets, uh, crickets. Guilty, guilty. <laughs> you are, Tamara does. Pleasures. I knew that it's you just were. just mindless stuff that I just, you know, I zone out when I want That's it. all right, but that's <laughs> kind of what you got here. One of the original Real Housewives of Beverly Hills stars in an original scripted comedy, The Housewives of the North Pole. Kyle Richards, who at least was a legitimate actress before she became a reality TV show mainstay, plays Trish, who along with her best friend Diana, have won the best holiday house decorating competition in the town of North Pole, Vermont, for nine years in a row. But the two have a falling out just days before Christmas, and instead of working together like always, Diana decides she'll do her own display and compete with Trish's instead. This sparks a town-wide feud that even draws the attention of a national magazine writer who hopes that this story can be how she makes a name for herself. Now, I'm going to be honest. This is not award-winning fare, okay? But it's got some goofy charm. Despite the title and the presence of one of the real housewives, this movie is not actually affiliated with the Real Housewives reality franchise. So, if that's a deal breaker for you either way, it's either good or bad, I just thought I'd let you know. The Housewives of the North Pole is rated TVPG and it has a runtime of an hour and 24 minutes. It's exclusive to the Peacock streaming service. Now, if you can believe it, I have even more to say about West Side Story and how great it was. So head on over to ksltv.com where I've got a full in-depth review posted. And that's also where you'll find all my other movie and streaming TV series reviews. And don't forget, next week, we've got Spider-Man No Way Home. That's going to be a big discussion. You got, we're going to have to lay that all out for us. I haven't seen it yet. But... This week, the movie, the screener, 8.30 p.m. It's going to kill me. Oh, I still got to get up at 3 o'clock the next morning. But the things that I will do I for other you. people. You can do it. We're all Thank you. counting on you. Thank you. For us, so. <laughs> 
Hi, producer Kellyanne here, and you have just heard Andy's general thoughts on what to watch this weekend from his appearance on KSL TV. Now, here are his deeper reviews from KSLTV.com. Hi, I'm Andy Farnsworth from KSL News Radio and KSL's Fan Effect Podcast. I'm also the movies and pop culture guy for KSL 5 today, and this is my review of West Side Story from 20th Century Studios. Of all the movie musicals ever made, there are very few more beloved than West Side Story, the 1961 film starring Natalie Wood, Richard Boehmer, Russ Tamblin, and Rita Moreno. It won 10 of the 11 Academy Awards for which it was nominated, including Best Picture, Director, and Best Supporting Actress, in this case, Rita Moreno. So with that kind of history behind it, you can imagine the task ahead of legendary director Steven Spielberg when he decided to remake it and the questions that he was sure to face, like, why are you doing this? (laughs) Does it need to be done? Who are you going to cast? Are you going to update it? Steven Spielberg himself said that in interviews that uh, he thinks West Side Story is a tale that should be told every 20 to 30 years, and he hopes someone else will do it again in the future. He also said this takes him back to his own childhood and a desire he had to make this movie himself someday. But lest you think he just remade the 1961 film with the same shots and maybe some updated costumes or special effects, that is definitely not the case. Spielberg says he based his movie exclusively on the stage play, and everything he did was with that in mind, and thus there are some key differences between the two movies. West Side Story, if perhaps you're unfamiliar, is based on William Shakespeare's The Tragedy of Romeo and Juliet, about two ill-fated youngsters from different backgrounds who fall in love. The movie is set in late 1950s New York City and tells the tale of two rival gangs, the Jets and the Sharks, who are battling each other for turf on Manhattan's Upper West Side. The Sharks are a mostly Puerto Rican gang, and the Jets are poor white kids, all of them apparently in their late teens and early 20s, and the two sides generally fight every time they see each other, much to the chagrin of the local police trying to put a stop to it. The Jets, led by Riff, decide to challenge the Sharks to one final battle for all the turf, but they don't want to do it without their former leader, Tony, who's trying to live the straight life after a short stint in prison. Riff talks Tony into going to a dance where the Jets are going to drop the challenge, and while there, Tony spies a beautiful girl named Maria, and the two fall for each other immediately. Problem is, Maria is the younger sister of Sharks leader Bernardo, and her being with a jet does not go over well with her big brother. So Tony and Maria try and navigate having a relationship in secret while all of their closest friends and relatives prepare for a violent battle that the two of them are hoping to find a way to prevent. That always ends well, right? I really liked this movie, and the more I thought about it afterward, the more I liked it. First and foremost, of course, is the music. Unlike the original movie that used different voices than the actors for the singing, this time the entire cast performed all their own songs, and there didn't seem to be any weak links that I noticed. They were everything from merely solid to absolutely terrific. All your favorite numbers are there. The Jet song, Maria, Tonight, I Feel Pretty, the colorful and exuberant America, and the iconic song, Somewhere. I mean, there's a reason this is such a famous musical. The cinematography in West Side Story is gorgeous with vivid colors and creative use of lighting and camera angles. There are definitely artistic flourishes throughout. I don't know, and I couldn't tell how often green screen was used, but for backgrounds and stuff, but whatever they did, it had the look and feel of mid-20th century New York, straight down to things like era-specific clothing and transportation, old comic books and advertisements in shops, and wooden crates everywhere. It was very immersive and impressive. They nailed the casting as well, especially Ariana DeBose from Schmigadoon, who absolutely shined in her important role as Anita, Maria's roommate and Bernardo's girlfriend. She brought a fiery and passionate energy to her character in both her acting and her singing and dancing that was near mesmerizing. 
Ansel Elgort from Baby Driver is Tony, and after I got over how tall he seemed to be compared to everyone else around him, something they even joke about in the film, then I was good with him in the role, someone torn between loyalty to his friends and his feelings for his new love. David Alvarez plays Bernardo, a, a boxer in this version, who's very protective of his younger sister and frustrated by the lack of respect and sometimes even basic human decency shown to him and his fellow countrymen here in America. And finally, newcomer Rachel Zegler as Maria, an enthusiastic 18-year-old who longs for more than to just clean department stores and feels frustrated by her brother's overprotectiveness. But perhaps the best casting in this movie was how they brought back Rita Moreno in a key role. She played Anita in the original movie, but in Tony Kirshner's script, she plays a new character named Valentina, the owner of the shop where Tony works. Of course, it's a little bit meta since everyone who loves the original West Side Story knows exactly who she was in the original movie, but at the same time, it also adds weight and emotional power to certain scenes and songs of which she's an integral part. I loved how Spielberg used her in this version. And honestly, I like that the story is still relevant and resonant after all these years. West Side Story, I think, is a perfect example of the power of cinema and its ability through the way it tells a story to mean multiple things to multiple people based on your, each viewer's experience. I'm not going to lie, I got a bit emotional in several parts, even knowing what was coming, but I liked that. Now, some content warnings worth giving. West Side Story is rated PG-13 and includes violence, a bit of blood, language, content, including a whole group attempting to uh, sexually assault a woman, some suggested material, and characters smoking. You might not want to go too much younger than 13 when deciding which of your kids to bring with you. Also, keep in mind the runtime is over two and a half hours at 2.36, so keep that in mind, too. For me, the first half of the movie seemed to drag just a little, but the last, half, last hour just flew by. Those who know the original 1961 movie by heart will undoubtedly notice several differences in this version, from some tweaks to the lyrics of a few songs, to where some songs take place in the story, to even who sings some of the songs. As I don't have a particularly strong connection to the original, I didn't have a problem with any of the differences. Spielberg himself has said that all the choices he made for his movie were based on the Broadway musical, not the original movie, so it'll help to understand that going in, if that matters to you. And yes, it is indeed a musical, and this one is really a musical, complete with dance fights and show-stopping song and dance numbers in the streets. I bring this up only because I have good friends who maybe don't mind characters singing and dancing in an animated movie, but they really struggle when it's live action, people suddenly breaking into song and dance. Therefore, there might be a lot of wives and girlfriends night out at the movies to see this one, if you get what I'm saying. And this may seem a little strange to include as a warning, but it definitely crossed my mind while I was watching it. For those maybe who aren't familiar with the story already, I mentioned earlier that West Side Story is based on Romeo and Juliet. But I think sometimes people forget that the actual title of Shakespeare's play is The Tragedy of Romeo and Juliet. For a generation that likes the happy Hollywood endings to love stories, just remember that it's a tragedy for a reason. But wow, what a job Steven Spielberg did with West Side Story. It's an emotional and beautiful remake of a classic film, from the look to the music to the feelings that it brings out. It's so worth going to experience this. I give it three and a half out of four stars, and I highly recommend it to anyone. I do think it will make those who are already fans of the musical happy, and it could possibly make an entire generation of new fans as well. If you want to see West Side Story, you'll have to do it in theaters, as this is not available on any streaming service, but it is definitely worth seeing on the big screen. Now, will it be successful with the Motion Picture Academy as its predecessor? I guess we'll see. Producer Kellyanne here for the theater nerd's perspective on West Side Story. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> 
in the theater world, we are used to not just one and done performances. We live for a production to be reworked into new revivals, interesting casting choices, transformative timelines, uh, characters being in different cultures and, and whatnot. Well, an average moviegoer might not understand the need for revisiting a classic like the 1961 original West Side Story film, We Do. <laughs> and obviously, Steven Spielberg does as well. So Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is a triumph of modern cinematography, which is both respectful and expansive on the original story, as well as the Shakespearean inspiration. It adds deeper channels of feelings and layers onto the already classic story. Spielberg really deserves a standing ovation for the way he handled this just beloved story. Now, Andy has gone over the plot uh, of this remade tragedy, so I'll just take a minute to expand more into kind of the theater culture observations and my own personal love of, of film in this story anyway. Uh, now, before everything you should know, I was a jet girl. <laughs> I have seen many productions of West Side Story. I was um, one of the jets and. Uh, when I was about 15 years old in a stage production, which was really cool because we got kicked out of the building, <laughs> the community center that we were doing the production at, uh, which is this really cool early like 1920s, whatever, uh, brick building out in Riverton. Um, it got condemned like a week before our production was supposed to start. So we moved it to behind the community center. And we had this really cool backdrop of these older brick-worn buildings, um, as well as this beautiful stage that my father had designed because <laughs> he was the technical producer on this one. And so it just offered these layers to it that were just so cool to be out in the world and, and gritty and real and everything like that. Um, and it was such a cool production and one of the things that was very poignant for me was we did remember that even though there's comedic moments and things like that, it's still a tragedy. And our director actually didn't allow us to do bows. Um, we had to come on quietly and stand there for in each of our groups for our bows. And it really made it such an impactful, you know, you felt that presence, that weight of the story there. So... So West Side Story is already something I absolutely love. And let's look a little bit into the history of the film and also the stage production. So the story of West Side Story, it takes place in Upper West Side in New York City in the 1950s. Um, in some versions of it, you're going to see it takes specifically place in 1957. And that's also the year that the Broadway show came out. So this is just as the post-war baby boom are coming to age. Uh, and there's massive upheavals in society and cultural norms and identity uh, that are taking place right now, center stage in American politics and American life. The original production, uh, 1957... Um, and then the film came out in 1961. And what's really great about these is they're pretty similar to each other. The Broadway version at the time is a little bit more dark than what you see on screen just because that's kind of how it happens a lot is uh, we allow art to get a bit dirtier and grittier. And one thing I liked about the new 2021 version is they kept that grit. 
Uh, but the thing is, is that if this came out in 1957 and takes place in 1957, essentially they were telling the story of the moment, including the social norms and expectations of, of the moment. Now, some 60 years later, as cultural ideas and technology have progressed, Spielberg is able to thoughtfully and skillfully tackle this story, not only with more perspective due to the passage of time, but in a way that showcases our continuing struggle to accept the quote unquote other, um, as well as ourselves in our society, in our culture. He does this by shaking up and waking up some of the story elements that are only hinted at before. We see that Tony is stated clearly to have gone to prison and why. Uh, The perils of both gang, the Jets and the Sharks are raised beyond a simple territorial dispute. Uh, Violence and blood are actually seen on the screen instead of just the stylized choreography. You know, Andy did talk about that in his review is, you know, there is some there's violence in this. It's about two gangs fighting, you know. Be aware of that. It is PG-13. and But like that beautiful stylized choreography, that f- fight choreography and whatnot, it's it's still there. It's still very much true to the feeling and the, the magic and the whimsy and like how on earth do you make fighting lo- and dancing look so awesome and like scary and masculine and just kick butt like – Oh, I love it. I love it. So that choreography is still there. Now, what he does use a lot more in this is more monologues. They plunge into the depths of the characters' motivations, their backstories, their their history and interactions with each other, which and which offers some amazing moments. Um, and some of these are actually in Spanish. Now, this isn't something that is totally new to this. And actually, the touring Broadway cast that went around – I believe it was 2010, 2012, they actually had inserted more Spanish into it. So there was more singing in Spanish by the Sharks. There was more monologues in Spanish. The quartet was done with that way. Uh, so it's something that c- kind of continues an evolution of the play anyway. So I loved that the languages are so close to each other that even though I don't know Spanish, I wish I knew Spanish. Um you're able to to still understand the context of what's going on. And if not, you can do like I did and ask Andy for clarification because, you know, he spoke Spanish. And it's just so real and in the moment. I absolutely loved these monologues. Even the use of Rita Moreno in a different way than the original showcases how uh, – it showcases a more, a more wise, a more reflective storytelling. Throughout the film, you still have these themes of identity – connection and love are woven into this tapestry in a beautifully and delicate way that highlights the beauty of the original without dimming the enlightening glow of the newly infused moments. So I'm very outspoken about my love for Steven Spielberg's work. (laughs) And this is since I was a young child and I was obsessed with Animaniacs and Batman animated series, which he, um, of course, uh, was the producer on those and even now as an adult, my favorite movie is Jaws. Uh, I just love to insert phrases like Spielberging in um, in my reviews and, and things like that. So this show reminds me why I love Spielberg so much. This is his first musical, which is like, wow, give us more, please. <laughs> Let's pair him with Lin-Manuel Miranda and, and let me go a little bit more there. And this also reminds me why I love him so much. And, of course, I'm going to connect this to Disney. There's a concept at the Disney parks called plussing. And that's where as they continue to grow and develop, they don't want to take the original magic away but add to it or plus it up. It's called plussing the experience. That's exactly what Spielberg has done with his remake of West Side Story. He plussed up the experience of the original without removing its magic. 
Using the lens of a camera, he added a depth to a beautiful but flat stage. Uh, if you look at the original, it's very much filmed uh, with the mindset of how it came off of Broadway. <laughs> Even though it's beautiful and sweeping and wonderful, this, this cinematography has is just beautiful in this new version and it adds to the story in such a wonderful way. His casting choices and the performance chops of these like amazingly talented people add such youth and life to these characters. There's a visual chemistry on the set that goes beyond the performers, but it goes to the vibrant costumes, the gritty streets, the sweeping music and textured lighting all adding to the magic on the screen. Now, I don't want to go more without spoiling anything. <laughs> Honestly, I could just gush about the show's beauty and storytelling. And I have friends and family uh, that I've done that to. <laughs> but I'm biased. Like I said, I love Spielberg's work. I've been in productions of West Side Story. I've seen it many times. Romeo and Juliet is one I've studied so much. You know, I am a jet girl. What they say is true. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. <laughs> so I'm clearly biased. Now, we are planning on doing a deep dive soon uh, with our friend Bobby Gibson from Hill Center Theater and his wife, Lay, who together they run the We Are Here Broadway YouTube channel. And I'm just dying to, to deep dive in that. We've had a little bit of scheduling complications there. So I wanted to at least skip a little bit of my opinion out to you guys today with this addition to What to Watch with Andy. In the meantime, if you love Spielberg... And even just tolerate the original West Side Story. Go see this on the big screen. Give yourself permission to love and respect this remake like I do. And let the deeper themes sink into your very being. Now, it's still a tragedy. It's not a Hollywood ending, as, as some people would say. But that's why it's so beautiful. Oh, I'm just imagining the scene right now. Oh, it's so beautiful. Thanks for being patient with me gushing about my theater nerdliness and the reason why I love this so much. <laughs> and as always, I hope you join us again real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.